Welcome to Your Safe Space, the podcast. I'm your host, Adele Marie, and this podcast is here for you. It is a safe space for us to catch up each week and to discuss anything and everything, guys. And today, welcome to episode number eight. Thank you so much for joining me. We are talking about all things heartbreak, and I'm going to give you my very own heartbreak guide, (laughs) guys. So this podcast episode was requested by you, and I really appreciate you guys voting every single week, and I really appreciate you submitting questions every single week because it just means that I'm able to give you content that you want in real time. Obviously, uh, whenever I submit a bunch of options to you, please know that that means they will all get done. Uh, Anything on the list that you have seen will eventually get done at some point. I'm always just very much guided by what you want and I like to create the content like that because I feel like it just means that we're on the same page, you know? But I want to say thank you for the feedback last week. I probably received the most positive feedback ever on last week's episode. Obviously in episode one, the very first one, welcome to your safe space. And then last week about how to know if it's time to you know, make a career change or job change. I think it was the new format that was the vibe <laughs> because I really loved answering your questions. And I feel like when I get to answer specific questions that you guys have, it just means I get to unpack a little bit more depth to the, to the episode. And I think previously the episodes were quite, not short, but I was keeping it concise just because I thought that was the best thing, but I actually think the questions are so much better. So thank you for starting that and suggesting that. I appreciate it so, so much. And uh, yeah, I wanted to say, how has your week been? What's been happening? It has been a busy week for me. At the moment, I'm recording this episode on Wednesday and you will hear it on the Sunday. So currently I've just come from a beautiful morning breakfast mindful event. I, I was invited uh, to an event with Lip Temba and Chemist Warehouse and I took mum along as my plus one and mum is sitting outside the podcast studio. I'm try, trying to wave at her, but I think she might be watching uh, some TikToks or something. Uh, and mum and I went along and it was just beautiful. We did a yoga session together and we also did a meditation session together. And so I am in the most relaxed energy at the moment. I feel like that was the best thing for me to do before I recorded because now I'm like, oh yeah, I'm right in the zone. And so uh, on the Thursday, which you would have seen if you're following me on social media, I would have flown to Sydney and I'm in Sydney on Thursday for some really exciting business meetings, which I can't wait to share with you. And then I've got my friend's hens. So at the time of this recording, when you're listening to it, I will be in the Hunter Valley celebrating one of my best friends, Nancy, her hens weekend because she's getting married soon and I'm so excited. So I have had a crazy week. I wanted to get all my content up and edited, ready to go before I left for Sydney because obviously I wasn't going to have time to edit. And so that's why I'm recording the podcast episode so early. I feel a little bit weird recording it on the Wednesday, but we're making do with what we have, right? And so I'm excited to bring you this episode and without wasting any further time, I want to jump into it. So on today's show, we will be covering off the following. The first thing I'm going to go through is my heartbreak guide because I'm not going to sit here and say to you, I think I have all the answers for heartbreak, but I'm going to say that I have been through some shit and I think I can help you. And I know I have helped other people, so I'm going to share it with you. And you can keep this podcast episode safe in your back pocket in case you need it one day. Obviously, I don't hope that anyone gets broken up with or has to go through a breakup because they're horrible, but this will kind of be here as like our little cheat sheet guide, right? Then we're going to go through the listener questions. So I asked you guys to ask some questions and I always pick the top questions. Now, what I mean by top is they were asked multiple times, right? So the first one is how do you give yourself closure after a breakup? I'll go through that. The second one is how to stop yourself from reaching out, stalking, checking in on them. 
I have done that in the past and I got my own feelings hurt. So we will cover off that. And then how do you leave a relationship without the guilt? How do you overcome the guilt when you are the one that has fallen out of love with somebody? And so I thought it's important to have that in there because obviously I think whether you are the dumper or the dumpy, uh, heartbreaks can be hard and the feelings that come up um, can can be similar on both sides. And so I thought it's important that I cover off both of that and I will get to that um, later in the episode. But to start, I think I need to give you guys context before I give you the guide because uh, some of you may know, some of you may not know, I went through a pretty brutal breakup this time last year and it's actually the irony of me recording it today. I got dumped on, I think it was the 12th of September last year because <laughs> that's the day I started TikTok vlogging, but uh, I was very brutally dumped by my ex-partner. I did not see it coming. It was... Uh, I'm going to say like a blind side completely and it really destroyed me like it was soul crushing and it was probably my worst breakup that I've ever experienced and I am 29 years old I was 28 at the time but for me that was different to every other breakup that I had gone through because with every other breakup that I had been through I had seen it coming <laughs> there were cracks in the relationship I had even broken up with one of my other ex-partners or the feeling was mutual or the relationship was so toxic like it had to end. With this one, it was different for me because it was the best, I'm going to say best, I'm doing like those little with my hands, you know, the best in the, what do you call it, quotation marks, like the best relationship I had had because I had had a pattern of dating a certain type of man. And then when I met this person, um, there was a friendship there at the beginning and he was very different to like the other guys that I had dated. And so the relationship was very different to the other relationships that I had had. And so not only was the relationship better than some of the other ones that I had had. So that kind of put it up on like a bit of a higher pedestal. Um, But that breakup was also not one that I had ever experienced because I have never been dumped like without seeing it coming. The day that he dumped me, I literally thought he was coming over and we were going to go and have lunch together. And I remember that morning so vividly because he had texted me saying, oh, he's swinging past his parents' shop and um, he was going to come past. And I'm thinking, oh, I wonder if he like he'll want to eat lunch together or something. Like I literally did not eat lunch that day because I thought he was going to want to get lunch with me. And I thought we could go and get food together. But he came to my house and dumped me. And so that moment for me was very like earth shattering. <laughs> and looking back now, I just want to like go back and hug that me because she was devastated and she was so hurt. And if you guys started following me, then you would have seen how how da- down bad I was. Like it was, <laughs> it was hard. And what then made that recovery from that breakup different is because at that point I had already been in therapy for like a year and three months. And so I had already learned some stuff in therapy about healing and about, you know, recovering from, you know, trauma and things like that. I'm not going to say this breakup was trauma because in in relation to other trauma I've been been through, that's not the worst of it. But um, I had other tools and techniques in place that could help me work my way through it. And so what I started doing, and again, um, some of you may have followed me from this point, um, I started sharing my healing on TikTok and I started doing like daily vlogs of healing and I would be like, oh, it's like day 10 of healing my heart or it's day 20 of healing my heart. And so each day I would share like tips and tricks and I still have that healing series up on my TikTok and I think I'll leave it there forever because so many of you have messaged me to say that 
it helped. And it is something that helped so many other people, but really was for me (laughs) because by doing that, I was able to express myself in a way that helped me process it. And it also made me feel less alone because by doing that, I then obviously landed on the For You page of so many other people going through breakups and so many other people healing from things. And so I was able to start to build the community that we have now. And I thought I've wanted to do this podcast episode for a long time and I am going to share my hacks and hope that this helps you just as much as that healing series. And I I just thought I had to give that context to it because there is another uh, relationship breakdown that I will talk about when I do my mental health episode. That was um, very different to this one, but it was the relationship before this one. And uh, that one has a little bit more to do with my mental health issues, which I will go through in a separate episode. But today, this is about heartbreak, recovering from a breakup. And without any further waiting, I'm going to jump into my heartbreak guide. Now, guys, I want to start by saying if you are in the thick of heartbreak, if you have recently um, been broken up with, I want you to know that it does get better. And I promise you that it will. Now, I know how hard it is to see that light right now because I've been in your shoes and I know that it can almost feel like, yeah, she's just saying that that's not actually going to happen, but I promise you it will get better and I just need you to hang in there while while we make it through the few stages of healing from a breakup. And I'm going to go through my, my guide and my stages to the guide. This is my own experience. Obviously, there are many ways to heal your heart. This for me was an efficient way. It was a healthy way and I truly think it works. <laughs> so I'm going to back myself in here and I'm going to run through it with you. Now, the other thing I want to say, a couple of important things. We're going to be kind to ourselves through this and we are not going to be judging ourselves while we're doing this either because I think when we go through a breakup that really beats down our confidence and it also almost like holds us to like this weird I don't know expectation like you should be over it or you should you shouldn't still be thinking about them or you know um, we're not judging ourselves we're being kind to ourselves being compassionate to ourselves and I also want to say if you are not recently single and you've been broken up with for a little bit longer and you're wondering you know, why am I not over it yet? Or thinking those thoughts, I want you to stop it (laughs) because we're not doing that here. This is a safe space. And for us, what we're going to do is go through the tips or go through the guide and you can kind of figure out where you are in the guide. And I'll give you a little bit of psychology behind it too at the end. But this I think can be applied to wherever you are in the healing stage. And obviously I'm going to call this episode part one because this episode is going to be a long one. And I do think there's a part two to it once you are out of like the initial healing. And that part two will will be more about, I guess, dating and getting back out there. This one is really about being in the thick of a breakup, okay? So phase one, guys, phase one of the breakup, the first thing you need to do is feel your pain. And what I mean by this is you need to allow the grief a chance to exist. Now, we as humans don't like feeling uncomfortable. And I'm going to say that you know, as generations have gone on and even the generation I'm in, we we don't want to feel the uncomfortable feelings. And most of the time, I don't want to feel the uncomfortable feelings myself either. But I think if you do not allow your grief from this breakup to come out, what happens is you suppress it, you suppress it, you suppress it. It ends up coming out later. And it also delays your healing. If you, if you genuinely want to heal from this and move past it and get back out there in a healthy way, you need to allow your grief the chance to exist. Now, when I say allow allow it to exist or make the space for it, I'm talking about letting yourself cry, screaming, letting yourself scream. I'm talking about breaking things. Obviously, 
do this safely. Uh, <laughs> my ex, he had bought me um, this tarot journal because I am very much into my tarot and uh, he he was also into me being into my tarot, which none of my other uh, past boyfriends had been. So he was very supportive of the things that I liked, which was like another, you know, green tick for me. But um, he had bought me this tarot journal. And you know what I did to it? When I was feeling my feelings, I literally burnt it, guys. <laughs> we have a fireplace at home and I put it into the fireplace and I, and I watched that thing burn. And I know this probably sounds a little bit insane, but I am an Aries, so I'm going to say I'm a fire sign, and maybe that's why I was I was leaning towards doing that. But um, another thing that I've done in the past is um, you could also write a little note or write messages or what you want to say to them on like a, a plate, and obviously put it into like a bag or something, so you're not dropping glass everywhere. But you can also like smash the plate or or, or break break something if you need. I just need you to get the grief out of you, right? It's also about labeling your emotions, acknowledging them. You know, we go through a breakup and it's an intense, overwhelming feeling of everything, right? We're feeling unloved. We're feeling rejected. Sometimes I felt rejected as fuck. Uh, We're feeling shocked. I was very shocked. Um, We might be feeling angry. We might be feeling regret. We might be feeling sad. We might be feeling scared about, you know, what the future holds. All these feelings are coming up at once while you are in this stage. And the important thing is you need to let them out. And I would say that for me, the number one thing that helped me in this stage was journaling because journaling was a way for me to get everything out of my head onto paper and it helped me process it and it helped me allow the grief a chance to exist. Now, what I got recommended to do, this was from my psych, she said to schedule in time to allow your pain to come up. So the first like few days, I'm going to say, I literally just cried. Like I cried nonstop. I did not stop crying. My appetite went out the window and it was like a relentless amount of crying. Like I thought I didn't have any tears left because I'd cried so much. I'm like, where the hell are all these tears coming from? But as the tears kind of started to subside and I was just feeling so sad, what really worked for me was setting aside time each day, whether it was half an hour, an hour to let my feelings come up. And so the journal activity I'm going to give to you for phase one, which is feeling the pain, is to do a journal dump. There is no structure here. It is to just let it flow. And what I mean by that is grab a pen, grab your notes up. I don't care how you do it. Keep writing, keep typing until you feel a shift in your energy. And you can be writing whatever the fuck you want to write, guys. No one's going to be reading this. It's for you only. It's for you to get it out of your system. Now, the catch is with this phase, I cannot tell you how long it will last because it will take as long as it needs. But uh, with everything, I want to promote balance because... I want you to be mindful that you need to let the pain out and you need to allow yourself to feel it. But I also want to make sure that you are then not keeping yourself in a rut or keeping yourself in like that state for an extended period of time. So it's a balance between allowing yourself to feel the heartbreak without wallowing in the pain forever. And I would say in this phase, this is where you're leaning on friends as well. You're leaning on family. Um, in this phase, you're talking about it a lot. Like I remember back when I was going through this, I was saying to my friends, like every time I saw them or they would call me or text me, I just could not stop saying like, I can't believe he did this. I can't believe this is happening to me. Like I'm in so much pain. I want it to stop. 
that is the time that you have you are having those conversations. Um, again, I want to say if you feel like you can't lean on your friends or lean on your family or lean on people in your corner, that is why I always revert to journaling because you don't need anyone else to do it. You can do it yourself, which I think is a good thing. Now, as I said, I can't tell you how long that phase is lasting, but once you have allowed yourself to feel your feelings, you are then going to move to phase two, which is a mixture of things. And phase two for me was the longest phase. And phase two is accepting the situation. It is giving yourself closure and it is letting go. Now, there is a lot going on in this phase, but essentially it is that point in time where you make the choice that you are going to heal from the breakup. It means deciding that you are going to put in the work to get over your ex. Now, I am all about time being a healer of certain wounds and I think there is an element where time does help but I also really believe in taking an active approach to your healing and that's what I did and that's what helped me and I think it can help you too and so essentially in this situation what is going to help you the most is practicing radical acceptance and that means accepting the situation for what it is and it means taking off the rose-colored glasses because our brains do this funny thing when we go through a breakup. They look back on the relationship and they look back on things through rose-colored glasses thinking that everything was a lot better than what it seemed. But it means really unpacking what you're making the breakup mean about you. And I'm talking about the stories that we tell ourselves that leave us feeling terrible. Because the story that we are telling ourselves about why the relationship ended actually has a lot to do with how we let it go. And so for me, the story I was initially telling myself is that, well, you know, I wasn't good enough. He just, he randomly broke up with me and I obviously wasn't good enough. He didn't, he didn't care for me enough. He didn't care for me at all. I was coming up with like all these like horrible stories and it was really keeping me stuck in my pain. And so I had to rewrite the story that I was telling myself. And so there's an element here of you looking at what story you're telling yourself about the breakup and then rewriting the story in a way that serves you better. Because a lot of the time, and it's so normal for this to happen, we will be thinking, I'm not good enough. I'm a terrible human. Maybe I was too much or I did X, Y, Z wrong or I should be over it. I can't believe I'm still thinking about it. You want to reframe it into a story that is productive. And I'm talking about, you know, the the new story I told myself, and I'll give you the example, was I am enough. In fact, I am perfect exactly as I am. And one day someone will treat me really well. We just weren't the right fit and better for this relationship to end now than down the track. And so it's about reframing the story in a way that serves you. And it's rewiring those thoughts to, to, to not be saying those things about yourself. You are good enough. You aren't a terrible person. You're not too much. You didn't do anything wrong. You didn't deserve it. You're allowed to take your time to get over it. Who's rushing you? We're not in a, we're not in a hurry, okay? There's no rush. We're not in a race. Uh, you're allowed to still think about it because it was important to you and you cared. You're allowed to care. It's, it's about just being mindful of those thoughts about the story, right? And so... I even said to my psychologist, because it did take me a while to, I moved through phase one pretty quickly. I'm going to say phase one probably took me, and actually, no, I'm not going to give you time frames because I don't want you to compare, but I moved through phase one quickly, but I was really stuck in phase two for a little while. And I think if you followed me on TikTok, I only did healing vlogs until day 50 
because I, I got to a point where I was like, I don't want this heartbreak to be like my whole identity and I don't want people just to know me as the girl that got dumped on TikTok. But for me, ending that ending that healing series was very significant around the same time where I was like, I'm going to get over this guy. <laughs> I'm getting over this breakup. I need to get over it because I need to put myself first and I and I want to get over it. And so it's letting, it's letting go of the old story that you're telling yourself and rewiring it to a healthier ones. And it also then means making decisions from your future self to benefit current you. So when you're going through a breakup, you might be thinking in a way that is not like your usual self. You may be acting in a way that's not like your usual self. This is all very normal, very common. One thing that really helped me was imagining what the healed version of me would would do in certain situations. How would she show up? How would she act? How would she think about things? And trying to show up as her, almost like emulating what, what I wanted to be. Not faking it till you make it because I knew that I would get to that version of me. Um, but it was just trying to bridge that gap between how I was feeling and how I could get to that point. And it also means creating closure for yourself. Now, closure is this elusive ass thing <laughs> that everyone wants when we go through a breakup. And I think we have a lot of unanswered questions and I will go through this a little bit more when I get to the listener question. But I want you to know that closure is something that you give to yourself. It is not something that you get from your ex. It is not something you can actually get from anybody else and you don't want to get it from everybody else because you know why? If you rely on somebody else to give you that closure, that leaves you in a very dangerous position because for me, and one thing that I really focused on was closure was the way that things ended. Closure was the way that he treated me. Closure was the way that he hurt me. Closure the breakup was the closure for me. Uh, and I sure as hell had a lot of questions because I didn't see it coming. But I will give you an activity in uh, the listener question part about closure that you can do that I think that will help you too. And my journal activity for this phase is I want you to, again, all the activities that I'm going to give you in this episode will be journaling, but I want you to write a couple of lists, right? And again, we are taking off the rose-colored glasses because we are going to be looking at things through how they are. We're not we're not sugarcoating it. We're looking at it as as facts, right? I want you to write a list of all the reasons that your relationship ended. And then I want you to write a list about all the characteristics that your partner had that weren't great. And I'm not asking you to like trash talk them. I'm not doing that at all. What I am trying to do is get you to see that it's the facts that we're focusing on. It's not the potential that we're hanging on to. It's not the rose-colored glasses that we're looking at everything through. It's not just the, the good stuff that we're looking at. Because at the end of the day, the relationship ended for a reason, right? And the relationship has ended for a reason. And so I think by allowing yourself to see it on paper, and the thing is for me, like I kept saying to my psychologist like oh it was so good it was so good it was so good but then when I actually went through this activity I was like wow it, it wasn't that good for me I had this thing occurring where it looked good because of everything else that I had been through but it really wasn't that good and so I in my mind I was building it up to be this you know, really like amazing thing when it, it wasn't that amazing. And I'm not here to talk trash about my ex at all. I've, I've never actually said a bad word about him and I won't say a bad word about him. In fact, I always say I'm actually grateful for him because he actually changed my life. I forgave him and I'll get to forgiveness too a little bit later. Um, and so I'm not, I'm not here trash talking him, but writing it down, there were a lot of things that he was doing and a lot of characteristics that he had that I don't actually want in a partner. And I was overlooking that because my brain was just fixating on the good. And so what you want to do is just highlight 
the truth to yourself. And then I referred back to this list a little bit and I can tell you when you can refer back to it too. But then I want you to also, after you write that list out, I want you to write a list about your dream relationship. What does your dream relationship look like? What does it feel like? How is the dynamic? How is the communication? How is How do you treat each other? Write that down. And I also want you to write a list about your dream partner. Again, what qualities do they have? What values do they believe in? Write down what you want in your ideal partner, your ideal relationship. And then I want you to compare the lists. Because for me, the comparison was like astronomical. And it wasn't until I wrote it down that I realized that. And that helps you with accepting the situation and giving yourself closure and letting go. And so again, I can't tell you how long the phase will take, but there is a lot of inner work that goes on here because you're unpacking that story. You're rewiring that story. You're also unpacking the truth about the relationship. You're taking off the rose-colored glasses and you are seeing it for what it actually was. And then phase three, which is the last phase of the heartbreak guide, is the fun part. This is the glow up. This is the good part. It is focusing on your future. And I call this the rebuild. This is when, you know, you know when you get dumped and you you might understand this if you've been dumped before and then see yourself come out of it um when you kind of get your personality back when you get you you start feeling like yourself again you get that like pep in your step this is that stage (laughs) and so this is about moving forward and taking the lessons that you learned from the breakup and putting them into your future putting them into your new lifestyle putting them into your decisions that you're now making it is creating a life that is even better than the one that you had with your ex right and I truly believe that the way I view breakups now and in the thick of it while I'm in phase one I I I don't see it like I see it in phase three right in phase one I'm like I'm never dating again I don't ever I don't I don't trust anyone I'm you're thinking like to the extreme which is very normal your brain is trying to protect you. By phase three, you're actually okay with like the thought of dating again. You see breakups as a chance to like refresh yourself. Um, It's a chance to get clear on who you are, what you like, what you don't like, what brings you joy. It's a chance for you to try new hobbies. It's a chance for you to like lean into your friendships, leaning to the family dynamic. It's a chance for you to build stronger bonds with other people in your um, network. It is a chance for you just to start again. And for me, I didn't, as I said, I didn't feel that at the start, but I had also gone through a a few other breakups where I had known that I'd come out stronger on the other side. So, so deep down, I knew that I could do this again. And that's what I'm going to say, like breakups, I'm not going to say they get easier as they go on, but you do take a little bit of like antidote with you if once you've had like one breakup and then a second one. So if you're feeling your first heartbreak, I really hope this episode can help you because you haven't gone through it before and it's very scary. If you're feeling your second or third, this can also still help you because maybe in the past you haven't had a breakup guide. And you know what, guys, prior to this relationship, I was in another one that that one was, I'm going to say the worst relationship I've ever been in. And that's what it landed me in therapy. But prior to that, when I had gone through a breakup, I coped in like very unhealthy ways. And I mean, I was straight back on dating apps. I was um, partying heaps. I was drinking. I was doing things to like self-soothe in a very unhealthy way. And I did give you some self-soothing tips in how to have a bad day. Um, you could definitely take some of those self-soothing tips 
into this breakup guide if you wanted. I feel like a lot of those can be transferred into this. So definitely go back and listen to that episode if you want some more healthy coping strategies. But I will say if you haven't had a breakup guide before and you haven't had an active approach to it, give this a go. If you are going through it, it may just help you. Now, as I said at the start, I wanted to give you a little bit of psychology into what happens when we go through a breakup because I think this is important. I'm a very science-based gal and I love psychology. And so when you are going through a breakup, essentially what you are going through is the change curve. Now, this thing that exists, and I will do another episode on handling change, but um, the change curve, if you Google it, Google it right now, you can see it's like this like little loopy line. Um, Basically, it it kind of comes out and then it dips down and then it kind of comes back up and then it, it goes back up. It like travels back up. In the change curve, when you're going through a breakup, you're going through denial, you're going through resistance, you're going through acceptance, and then you're going through commitment. And the way that you can you can almost place those into the guide because denial and resistance, I'm going to say denial and resistance are like phase one, acceptance is phase two, and then commitment is phase three because it's like sometimes we will deny, we'll be in shock that we had the breakup, we'll resist the breakup, we'll think that we're getting back together with them. Um, and then you slowly move to accepting what it is. And this change curve is modeled over time. So again, there is an element of time. I'm not saying time doesn't help. I'm saying time does help, but helping yourself, help yourself through the time also helps as well. And I just wanted to add that in there because when I saw the change curve, I was like, shit, I can see where I'm sitting on this change curve. And again, it was my psychologist that told me about that. So keep that in mind check the change curve out, see where you're sitting on the change curve and know that you will actually move through it. And even seeing that, I was like, wow, I'm going to come out the other end of this. Obviously, if you are struggling, come back and listen to this episode as many times as you need because I'm here to give you that hope when you can't see it for yourself because I know what that's like too. Now, guys, I want to jump into the question segment and I'm looking at the time. This episode is going to be the longest one I've recorded. We're already at 30 minutes, shit. Uh, But the question segment, um, again, thank you so much if you submitted a question to the Your Safe Space podcast Instagram. As always, your questions are kept safe with me. Your uh, identity will always remain anonymous. I will never share your identity. I will always protect it. And as I said, the top questions will be answered now. So a lot of the questions that were asked, I did notice this, had similar answers in my opinion because in my mind, I was like, well, if you heal from this, then you will be able to move through all of the questions that you have. But we're going to start with question number one, which is how to give yourself closure. Now, I truly believe that acceptance is the antidote to closure. Uh, And I want to chat to you a little bit about um, some other stuff. But for me, again, accepting it for what it is, taking off the rose-colored glasses. I also want to touch a little bit on the no contact situation. Now, I am a very big advocate for no contact while you are getting over a breakup. I'm not saying to never talk to your ex ever again. And I also am not saying that you need to do no contact to get over your ex because I don't believe that. And I I say that because there are people out there who work with their ex. (laughs) There are people out there who have a child with their ex. There are people out there who are still having to live with their ex and can't go no contact. So you can absolutely still heal from your breakup without going no contact. If you can, I am a fan of it. I think it does help. Again, each to their own. I'm not telling you not to talk to your ex. I'm telling you to make a decision for yourself that's going to help you. Now, as I said earlier, you can create closure without them. And again, giving yourself closure is a mix of things. It's acceptance, number one. It is also about forgiveness. 
And for me, forgiveness was a huge part of processing my breakup. Forgiveness, not only to my ex, but forgiveness to myself because I kept saying to myself, I should have known better. I should have seen the signs. How didn't I see it? I'm an idiot. I didn't see it coming. And it's like, you know, forgiveness of your ex and forgiveness of yourself does not make what happened okay. And I want to say that just because you forgive somebody does not mean you accept what they did to you, right? You're not forgiving your ex and letting them off the hook for their sake. It's for your sake, right? Because when you don't when you don't move through that forgiveness and you're hanging on to grudges and you're hanging on to anger, that is really, really toxic for yourself. Um, and that actually delays you from getting closure too. And I remember it very vividly. It was New Year's Eve last year. I'm going to say I was pretty much over it by this point, but I don't know if I had really truly forgiven him. Um, and it was just like, I wanted to go into the new year with no anger, no grudges. And I also did a heartbreak um, Instagram live on my Instagram with um, Chloe, one of my friends. I think it's still on my Instagram. You can go and watch it. Please go watch it if you do. We answer some cool questions on there as well. But we spoke a lot about forgiveness and she mentioned this activity. She said, um, for the people that have done you wrong, like a, a way that you can forgive them or work to forgive them is to imagine them um, on stage and imagine them having like all their dreams come true. Like imagine everything that that person wants coming true and like them having like the most amazing life. And for me, like that, that, that almost makes me want to cry. Cause like, yeah, he sure as hell like gutted me from the inside and like fucked me up. Right. But I don't, I don't wish him, I don't wish him um, any ill. And I, I truly, truly forgave him. And I had to do that, not for him, for me, because I wanted to move forward. I wanted to go forward and not have any angst or anger. And so I would say there's an element of forgiveness in giving yourself closure. And then there's also an element of having unanswered questions. And so my antidote to that is to write all the questions down that you want to ask them and then answer them yourself. You know, and I think you trying to give someone else the key to your closure is just a, a, you know, a disservice to yourself. You can give yourself that closure. You have it within you. You can tell yourself a better story. You can answer the questions that you want. And again, it's almost like imagining what the healed version of you looks like, how they act, how they think and show up as them. And I'm going to say, again, moving through that healing guide will help give you closure as well, um, especially when it comes to like regaining a sense of who you are outside your ex. That's that rebuild phase as well. So I think closure does come as you progress through that healing and it is something that you can give yourself. So please don't ever think that you have to get it from your ex. Please don't. I'm then going to answer question number two, which is how to stop yourself from reaching out, stalking, checking in on them. <laughs> now, guys, this is so normal. And I want to say, I'm going to put my hand up. I've done this. And you know what? I've done it. And then I've hurt my own feelings. And it's not a good thing. It's not a good feeling. But it is very normal when you are going through a breakup because what's happening in your brain is that you're adjusting to like a new normal, a new routine. And so you're having all these urges to like reach out to them. You want to text them. You want to reach out. You want to check up on their social media. I want to see what they're doing on Instagram or Snapchat or TikTok. You are doing that because you, you think you're going to feel better by doing that, which again is normal because this person was one at one point, like a source of happiness for you right? And so in your brain, you're like, well, they've made me happy in the past. I'm feeling like shit. They can make me feel happy again. Sometimes it's just curiosity that you want to have a check up and see what they're doing. But what I want you to understand is that this is your brain in a habit loop. And the great thing is that you can actually reprogram it. And so 
what I want you to do is Google habit loop so you can see the habit loop because it's very hard for me to explain it. But basically, you've got the cue, you've then got an arrow, you've got um, the routine, and then you've got an arrow to the reward. And so at the moment, what's happening is the cue is you feel sad, you feel lonely, you feel like you're missing them. The routine is you call them, you text them, you stalk them. (laughs) And the reward is you feel better. Now, do you really feel better? You might in the short term, but long term, all it is doing is delaying your healing and it actually doesn't feel that great after you get your first dopamine hit. Or what happens is you see something you don't want to see and that hurts your feelings even more. And so the way that you reprogram this is you create a new habit loop. So the cue is the same. The cue doesn't change. You feel sad, lonely, like you're missing them. The routine is what changes. So instead of calling them, texting them, stalking them, what you're going to do is call a friend. You're going to go for a walk. You're going to do a journal dump. You can cuddle your dog. You can make a cup of tea. You can make yourself some lunch or make a meal. You can have a cup of water. You can walk around the house. You can walk around the block. You can play a few of your favorite songs. All you need to do, or you can read that list that we wrote earlier in phase two. You can go back and read that list or you can rewrite the list if you need. But all you need to do is do something for 15 minutes because the urge to do something literally lasts for 15 minutes, right? And so if you can make it through that 15 minutes, you can break the habit loop. And what that does is then change the reward. The new reward, instead of feeling better in the short term and then longer term feeling like shit, the reward changes. You start to feel better each time because what happens is you're rewiring the habit loop to a more healthy alternative and you're actually choosing yourself instead of choosing them. And you're choosing yourself and showing yourself that, hey, I can actually rewire this and I can make a choice for myself that's going to make me feeling, going to make me feel better. Because what you need to do is realize that by doing the old habit loop and by checking up, checking up on them, stalking them, checking in on them, reaching out, you're just keeping yourself stuck as well. You're keeping yourself stuck in your healing. And I'm not saying that you can never check up on your ex ever again. I'm just saying while you're healing, I would say this rewiring the loop is going to help you, right? And I want you to start small, start small. Oh my God, I can't talk with the help. Um, So first aim for like a day of not checking or aim for just checking once in the day. Like I know in the thick of a breakup, you're probably checking multiple times a day. I've been there, done that. I get it. But try to start small. And then see how you go by making it through a day. And as I said, I gave you a lot of tips to do instead of instead of doing that. And so I even said to my friends at the time, every time I want to text him, I'm going to text you. Every time I want to te- check in on him, I'm going to text you. Is it okay? I'm going to be annoying AF, right? And so as you heal anyway, you will probably stop reaching out, stalking and checking in on them because you're not going to care anymore because future you healed you doesn't really care what your ex is doing. Because future you healed you knows that like the relationship ended for a reason. It wasn't serving you and there's something better out there for you, right? And so again, with all of these, I think once you're healed, you won't be doing them, but I'll give you the guidance that you need. And now I also want you to think about, sorry, before I leave this question, um, if you do reach out to them and they don't respond, how will you feel? How will you feel about that? If you do reach out and then they respond with something that you don't like, how will you feel about that? If you do stalk them on social media and then you see a picture of them and someone else or you see something that you don't like that triggers your jealousy or that makes you upset, how will you feel? Think about that before you reach out, before you stalk because if you consider that, 
and then ask yourself, do I still feel like reaching out to them or checking up on them after that? Would you really want to do that? Right. And so I think just navigating that, unpacking that with yourself before you do it can really help you rewire that loop. And then question number three is, how do you leave a relationship without the guilt? How do you overcome the guilt when you have fallen out of love with somebody? Now, I really wanted to put this in there because I have ended a relationship myself before. And I'm going to say that breakups are very common. Sometimes you are the one that gets dumped. Sometimes you are the one that does the dumping. And Very similar to last week when we spoke about leaving a job without the guilt. Leaving a relationship when it is no longer serving you is another act of (laughs) self-care, right? It's really similar to what I spoke about last week. If you know that you do not want to be in a relationship with the person you're with anymore, have that conversation and have it earlier. And I say that because I think in my relationship, the one that recently ended or the one that ended a year ago, he would have known that like, he he didn't want he would have known before he broke up with me that he didn't want to be with me and I think he like sat on that decision for a little while and just made it worse for us in the end but if you are feeling like you have made up your mind and you don't want to be with that person combat the guilt by knowing that you are actually doing your partner and you a favor because if you're not the person for them setting them free is the best thing that you can do for them. And I know it's going to hurt and it's going to hurt because you're going to see the person that you loved at one point in pain over this. But let me tell you, they will recover. I'm living proof that you will recover. And if you ask anyone in your life that been through breakups, they've come out the other side. I'm not, I'm not discrediting how painful a breakup is. I think they're up there with some of the really like hard things to experience and it is a different form of grief, but they will come out the other side. And you set them free to find the right person for them. And you also set yourself free. And so I would say if you are looking to break up with your partner and you're worried about the guilt, know that the guilt is actually like combat the guilt by knowing that you're actually doing them a favor. And so again, I would say some steps to take is know that you're making your decision before you discuss it with them. Again, you don't want to like give them or or drag it on or like give them hope in the situation. Like you really want to like cut the, cut, cut the cord essentially. Um, If you can break up with them face to face, geez, I'm going to write that down. I'm going to write that down. I'm going to say that because I think, especially if you've been with your partner for a significant period of time, you don't want to be breaking up with them over text or over a phone call. I know it might be hard to do it face to face, but that might be good for them too because if they've got questions for you, they can ask you that while it's happening. Do what you can to make the breakup as easy as you can for your ex if you're worried about the guilt. So this means really stepping back and not calling them to check in on them and not dragging on their healing. It's being really mindful of what they need and just making sure that you're not making it any harder for them. And it means it is also about reminding yourself that you are doing what is best for you both, even if it's slightly uncomfortable in the short term, because yes, it might be uncomfortable in the short term, but you will be setting them free and that is doing them more of a favor than staying with them in a relationship when you're not really the person for them. And I think, I know it is hard to hurt someone that you at one point loved and were in a committed relationship with, but what hurts more is, what you're doing is hurting yourself more because again, you're sacrificing what you really want to keep someone else happy. It's like a form of people pleasing, which works up until a certain point. It works for a little bit and then slowly you build resentment towards your partner. You slowly then build resentment towards yourself and then eventually the relationship might come to a messier end down the track. Okay, but guys, I'm going to 
wrap it there. Um, there is so much that I want to say about breakups and that's why I think I probably will, will do a part two. The next episode won't be a part two on this, but we'll save part two for another day with some other questions. I know that I've given you information overload, but again, I just wanted it to be like uh, an episode where you could come back and listen in case you needed to. Thank you so much for listening and thank you for joining me. Thank you for submitting your questions. If you like this episode, please let me know. Leave me a review or, or a rating. <laughs> Tell your friends about it. Share it on your story if you can and enter the giveaway we run a giveaway each week on your safe space pod um, instagram chuck us a follow come and check out the page don't forget to enter the giveaway last week's winner is was chelsea shout out to chelsea hi chelsea i hope you're listening to this episode i posted off her prize yesterday which was tuesday and then i will pick another winner on Friday, which is like before you're listening to this episode. So I don't know who that winner is, but I can't wait to pick that winner. And yeah, I just want to say thank you guys. As always, I love coming and recording an episode. I can't tell you how much joy it brings me. I thank you for trusting me with your time. And I thank you for allowing me to hold this space for us. And yeah, it just makes my heart really happy. So thank you guys. I hope hope that you have had a great weekend and I hope that you also have a great week ahead. If you're listening to this on like a Monday or Tuesday, I hope that something wonderful happens to you and I will speak to you guys next time. All right. Okay. I'm going to head off. Thank you so much. I'm going to go grab lunch with mum. What's she doing out there? Oh my goodness. She has fallen asleep on the chair. <laughs> guys. Oh my God. I've got to take a photo of this. What the hell mum? She's fallen asleep. Oh my God, guys. I'm going to take a photo so that we can. P- I can put it on the story on um, Sunday. So you... <laughs> Oh, she's so funny. All right. I will see you next time. I'll speak to you next time. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Bye. The Your Safe Space podcast is recorded on Wurundjeri land. This podcast acknowledges the traditional owners and custodians of the land. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land.